0: Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. I'm reminded of the first year that we started our services, and uh, there were very few people who gathered at this particular hour. Actually, the church uh, gathered at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Standard Time on our first uh, Sunday service. But here we're talking about 8.33 Eastern Standard Time. And uh, I'm reminded of that because We're living in a time and a day that we've never seen before. And I'm not here to glorify the day, but I am here to remind you that back in February, February the 2nd, 2020, I ministered a word on the prophetic markers of our times, the prophetic markers of our time. And we did a message entitled The Church Exalted that the church is exalted, out of Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 2. Please write it down. It says, And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow into it. And right here in this sanctuary, I prophesied, talking about prophetic markers, That in the last days, and we're living in the last days, and you're going to see, I told our church, you're going to see things happen in the last days that you've never seen before. But what you need to understand that behind all of the distractions, God is exalting his church. And that the hill, the mountain of the Lord, the mountain of the Lord shall be exalted above all hills and all nations shall flow into it. In other words, God's house is going to be placed in such a high regard that all nations will begin to come into it. And right now we can't, ju- we, can't ju- we can't we can't we can't join. We can't go to the clubs. We can't deal with entertainment right now. We can't go to the movies. They're all shut down. We can't even go to dinner. <laughs> so you can't even take her to dinner now. So what we're doing right now is we're beginning to magnify. People are starting to look again at the church. What's happening with the church? And I know she hasn't always pleased the world, but thank God she's the best thing floating today. And if you're in the midst of a sea and you're drowning, you don't care what the vessel looks like. You just want to get on board. And I just want to encourage everybody here today that this is the vessel that as long as you honor the Lord, as long as you say, Lord, save me, you can get on board. The Bible says whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So I just want to encourage you to call his name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say that name. Jesus, Jesus. save me. me. Hallelujah. If you say that, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. If you confess them, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And so in scripture, exaltation most often refers to the lofty positions of Christ. Uh, Of Jesus Christ or our God we know that Jesus is high and lifted up he ascended into heaven and he now sits on the right hand of the throne of God but very seldom do we get messages about the church being exalted that if he's exalted he has also caused his church to be exalted the scripture also speaks of the exaltation of the name of the Lord Jesus that his name is above every name glory to God The scripture actually says in the book of of Ephesians. the book of Philippians it says that let this mind, this is chapter 2, be in you which was also in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made of himself no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant, of slave. Glory to God. And he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. For this reason, God has highly exalted him And given him a name which is above every name that through the name of Jesus Christ every knee will bow and every tongue will confess so that name has been exalted that name is above coronavirus that name is above cancer that name is above fear that name is above diabetes That name is above isolation. That name is above every sickness that the enemy is throwing at you today. But say the name of Jesus. Go ahead and speak it because there's power in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And so that name is exalted. But I want to talk just for a moment, and I shared it with you on the 2nd of February, that God is exalting the church. He's setting the church on a hill. Glory to God. He's making the church visible in the world today. It's bigger than the stock market. It's bigger than Wall Street. It's bigger than any movie uh, guru. It's bigger than entertainment. It's bigger than rap. And it's bigger than it's bigger than hip hop. Hallelujah. Because none of those things save us, glory to God. None of those things can keep our minds sound. It's just entertainment. But what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What makes me whole? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. And I want to say amen to our church so bad, but ain't nobody here. Just a few people here. So I got to learn how to focus on you. And you can write in the box, amen. Glory to God. Wave at me. Say hello, something. God will bless you if you do so. The times uh, that we're experiencing was one of the points that I made. The times that we're experiencing is leaving a marker, a sign of its existence. This is a prophetic word from February the 2nd. We didn't know that in April of the same year we would have such chaos in the streets. But the Lord told me to tell our church, and I'm sharing it with you, that the times we're experiencing is leaving markers or signs of His existence. The coronavirus, the age, will be written in stone throughout all time. Because God is warning and he's creating signs in the heavens and the earth of his existence as well. Now some would say, do you believe God sent the coronavirus? Uh, That's not my job to tell you if he did or, or not. I know the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I also know that God is sovereign. And he has a sovereign will. And he allows plagues to take place in the earth. And if you want me to, I can show you 10 of them in Egypt. And he used the plagues to identify his people from the world. He used the plague to cast light upon his people in darkness in the world. That those in darkness would flee to the light. And I just want to encourage you that God is still in charge of this world. Though Satan is called the God of this world, the thing that he does, he blinds the mind of those who don't believe. Because he knows if you can get the gospel, the light will come on. And so we're just believing that through all of this, God has taken the blindfolders off of God's, of his people, God's people. And he's allowing us to see the light of his word so we can come out of the streets and go home to do what God has called us to do. Ain't no safety in the streets. Safety is in Jesus. Glory to God. The second thing I share with our church is that the kingdom expands into unfamiliar territories. It expands into unfamiliar territories. In other words, God is going to take people outside of the kingdom. People that necessarily won't walk in the church doors and he's going to use them for great things, to do great things. He's going to touch nations. He's going to touch leaders of nations. I saw uh, this week that the Pope. I don't know how, when this happened, but I saw the Pope going to African-Americans. I don't know if he was in Africa or where he was, the Pope now out of Rome, and he was, he was kneeling and asking for forgiveness as he saluted the feet of these men, and he repented for the years of isolation and slavery and the mistreatment of black people around the nation, around the world. Now, whether you believe in the Pope or not, his symbolism means something. And for him to humble himself the way I saw it and kneel and kiss the feet of people, of black men, and say, forgive us for what we've done, it shook me to the core. And if he can ask for forgiveness, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? What's wrong? Whether you believe in, in Catholicism or not, that's not my point. My point is is that the Holy Ghost all around the world is causing men to kneel. And to repent for previous sins. And if you call on the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. This is what, this is what the book of Chronicles says. This is what God said to Solomon. And if I send pestilence. So don't tell me God don't send them. He said, if I send pestilence, if I send stuff in the world, if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So God says, if I send a pestilence, all I want you to do is start crying out to me and ask me for forgiveness so I can turn this thing. And what's going to turn coronavirus or COVID-19 is repentance. So on behalf of your people around the world, God, I lift up my voice to those who may not understand the moment they're in. And I ask for forgiveness. Forgive America, Lord for the years of his mistreatment of those who are disenfranchised, for injustices seen and unseen. And Lord, I pray that monarchs all around the world would ask for forgiveness. In the name of the Lord Jesus. And I pray, Father, hallelujah, that dignitaries would ask for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And that preachers in pulpits would ask for forgiveness of their personal personal lives, but also for their churches, Father. And then I ask you to touch the populace And let us all cry out to you and ask for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. Because you're faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse from all unrighteousness. Come on, say amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Not only are the times leaving markers and the kingdom expands into unfamiliar territories. The third point that I made was that the principalities, powers, rulers, and demonic powers are not in a daze. They are very much alive and alerted right now. And I just want to reiterate that point. The Lord showed me that demonic spirits are activated. They can tell that God wants to do something great. They can see the Bible says that the clouds are the dust of his feet. So when God moves, you'll see clouds and the enemy knows it. Obviously, God is moving upon the nations of the world and the cloud formation has changed. So it activates, it activates demonic spirits who now are trying to seize the moment and lock God's people down. But I want to encourage you to fear not. Hallelujah. When you fear, you add power to those demonic powers. But when your faith elevates, glory to God, you dethrone the powers in the second heaven and you give credence, glory to God, to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And when you do so, he releases his power in the earth to save, to heal, to deliver, to set free, and to turn things for you. Glory to God. Come on, turn it, Lord. Glory to God. God is turning some things even now. Glory to God. God is turning something. Things that were in the ground are coming to the light. Things that were in the sky are becoming visible. People that were hidden are becoming visible in the name of the Lord. And some people who are standing in front of everybody today won't be seen in a few days because God is turning something. Glory to God. Can the church say amen? So we're celebrating 25 years of ministry. And I've seen major contrast over the years. I've seen some ups and some downs. Please don't sing that song. I've had some good days. I don't like it. <laughs> we all have had good days and some hills to climb. That's past. Let's start talking about where we are today. Actually, the whole world has some bad days today. But we've had ups and downs. We've had sicknesses. But I've seen healings over the last 25 years. Glory to God. Let me just decree and declare to you, you may be sick, but God is going to heal you. We've seen loss and we've seen recovery. I've seen people lose their houses. Then I've seen them, God, turn around and they're able to buy the house back. We've seen misunderstandings and we've seen clarity of thought and mind. We've seen misunderstandings, but then we've seen the fog in the heart clear up. We've seen great prosperity, and then we've seen unbelievable setbacks. You're watching that even now. The number 25 denotes wisdom. It denotes wisdom with the touch of diplomacy. Wisdom with the touch of skill. Wisdom with the touch of discretion. Glory to God. It is uh, unwise to reach for the wisdom of God, but, but back away from maturity. To have the wisdom of God and remain blind. The wisdom of God requires insight. Glory to God. And so wisdom comes with the touch of diplomacy, skill, and discretion. Also, we've also seen curiosity heighten. In the 25th year, our curiosity has heightened. We're more inquisitive about the things of God. We have an investigative tone now. We're like Moses. We see a bush that's burning, or we see people that are on fire, but they're not consumed. And it makes us investigate. Glory to God. I've seen people over the last 25 years burning with trials, burning with setbacks, yet they're not consumed. Glory to God. I've seen people burning with anger, but they hold it until God touches their heart and they begin to move with faith and not with wrath. Hallelujah. I've seen people burning in their situation with no job, but still refrain from using uh, human ingenuity to create wealth that's illegal. They do it legally. Glory to God. They're burning, but they're not consumed. And that inquisitive heart has caught the hearts of God's people. Glory to God. In the 25th year, glory to God, our maturity level has awakened. In the 25th year, glory to God, an interest in deeper perceptions has has increased. Deeper dimensions. We're not used with surface-type talk. Actually, the older I get, the the, the less I like surface talk. And especially if a person is talking doubt, as soon as they start talking doubt, I step Because I'm a man of faith I can't handle doubt you start talking doubt around me You're gonna have me to walk away from you without saying bye no kissing saying goodbye I'm stepping glory to God and you need to step if you start hearing somebody start talking doubt if they can't shift into a Faith realm, you don't need to be around that talk today. The just shall live By faith can the church say amen? We're also watching intuition We're catching intuition Character traits are becoming very distinct and instinctive. Glory to God. We have a tendency to bend toward Jesus. We incline to the word of God. Self-awareness is going to another level. and interest in nearly everything has increased. In the 25th year, Glory to God. Every time I see something or look, I'm wondering, God, are you speaking to me? Is this the moment? Is is this the moment that you're going to do it? I've been waiting a long time. And you said, if we wait, you shall renew our strength. But I'm inquisitive now. I know you're coming and I'm ready for you to come. I want you to do it now. But if you don't, I'm still going to praise you. Glory to God. And I just speak that and decree that, that your intensity level is increasing. In your worship and in your commitment to God, that lackadaisical, sorry, hallelujah, glory to God type praise is gone. God is looking for an effervescent, exciting, vitality-filled heart that says, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus, I'm going to work for you and I'm going to live for you. And if that's your heart, write it in the box, amen. Amen. The number 25 stands, write it down, for grace upon grace. 20 is the number of redemption, but 5 is the number of grace. and God is mixing the two together. You're going to see grace upon grace. Now notice, Ezekiel was taken into the land of Israel, but his body was in Babylon. But God, by vision, took him to Israel. And I want to encourage some of you, in the name of the Lord Jesus... That though you may be in a situation today, you got to let vision take you to another site. Glory to God. And I'm taking you to another sight in vision in the name of the Lord. That there is a, this is a time for grace upon grace. Well, the enemy thought he had you because he's using every, every demonic force he can to stop God's people right now. You need to know that grace is added to your life. But there's a measure of grace that you haven't seen before. In 1999, a woman joined this ministry. Her name was Mercy Cloud. And another lady joined this ministry named Grace. She had several children here. And uh, both of them are going on to be with the Lord. But when they joined the ministry, especially when Mercy joined, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, mercy will never leave this house. Now, that doesn't mean that people haven't made mistakes. But what did he tell me? Mercy will never leave this house. He gave me the same word. Grace was sitting over here in the sanctuary, and he gave me the same word about grace. You're going to see it multiplied in this year. Glory to God. What you think you're losing, what you think you couldn't recover, you're going to see it recovered a hundredfold this year. Come on. He took me there. He took me there and showed me what he intends to do, and I'm going to share with you. Glory to God. Ezekiel experienced his vision of the temple in the 25th year of his captivity, of his imprisonment. 25 years being in prison, the man was carried out of the prison cell and shown a vision about a new temple. Glory to God. And when I was 25 years old, I purchased my own first new home. And think about where you were. When you were 25 years old, this ministry is 25 years old. And in the 25th year, I believe God told me to tell you, this will be a year. This will be an era of new vision. In the 25th year of our exile, this is Ezekiel 40 and 1. At the beginning of the year, on the 10th day of the month, in the 14th year, after the fall of the city. So the things that we held dear, Jerusalem has fallen. Jerusalem has fallen. I want you all to hear something because I'm not prophesying the fall of America or any nation. I believe America is great, but you need to understand that America is not above God. Right. Amen. And uh, we need to make sure we understand that. And right now we have a, America in a first agenda, but what's happening <clears throat> around the world is that God is trying to get the world's attention that we're all in the same pot. We're all dealing with the same type crisis. Amen. And what we need to see is the human race, not the American race. And right now, the human race is more important than Palm Sunday. The human race is more important than Easter. Because all of those days were created for the people that God loved. Palm Sunday, Jesus didn't come to the earth for himself. Jesus came to the earth for you and for me. He rode on a donkey, should have rode on a stallion. But he chose a colt. He chose the lowest of the low to ride on. Because he was after the lowest of the low. Some people feel like because we can't do what we want to do, then somehow another Palm Sunday is diminished. No, it's not. Just like because we can't do what we want to do, it doesn't mean... That the 25th year of our celebration is diminished. God is having his way. God is after the souls that are going to come into this ministry after these things are over. The thousands of souls that haven't been transformed yet. Can the church say amen? Amen. And so in the 25th year, Ezekiel had a vision. The scripture says in verse 2, in the visions of God, he took me to the land of Israel And set me on a very high mountain. He took me there. He took me there. Anytime you see mountains in the scripture, you need to see kingdom. Kingdom. He took me to the high mountain and sat me there. Kingdom. And then he saw a temple. I want you to think about not a physical temple because this building is not the temple of the Lord. You are the temple of God. And I see a temple being built of stones that are not here right now. I see a temple being built of individuals who don't have the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords living on the inside. I'm talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, thousands and thousands of people being saved. Do you not know that they're predicting that in the next two weeks, thousands of people will die in America as it relates to the coronavirus? But what I want you to see is Passover. It's almost at the same time as we're celebrating Palm Sunday, which is Holy Week or Passion Week. Next week will be resurrection. Jesus died, say for instance on that Friday. They're they're predicting that there will be mass death in America. Glory to God. But I'm here to decree over you. If you put the blood over your life. If you smear the doorpost. And the lintel. Some people just want to put the doorpost there. But the thing above your head. Make sure blood is covered. He said, when I see blood, this is going to be one of the darkest times in American history in the next two weeks. Please don't party. Please sit down and think about it. A shadow is coming through the land. But God says, when I see blood, I'll pass over. And he showed me a vision of a temple being built on the side of a mountain. And after this you're going to see God's people gather you are the temple of God you are the temple of the Holy Spirit they're going to gather in one place and God is going to fill his people again with the Holy Spirit and with power can the church say Amen? amen. Ezekiel was born into the priestly line in Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 3 but he served as a prophet <clears throat> So you see two things in Ezekiel that I think God wants to mirror in our ministries today. Number one, he was born as a priest. That's his holiness. He observed the commandments of the Lord. But he functioned as a prophet. And you're going to see the mixture of both in the new temple. You're going to see priests arise. The holiness is coming back to the house. Because of our prosperity, even the church We've tried to win the world by acting like the world. But what God wants the church to be distinct. Glory to God. The church must be distinct. Priestly duties. Priestly duties. You are the priest of the Lord. Don't ever forsake it. Don't ever forsake it. Don't ever give up on it. The priest of the Lord need to rise again. And the prophetic voice will be heard again. Glory to God. But in the 40th chapter, Ezekiel sees a detailed vision of a beautiful temple on the side of a mountain. Notice Ezekiel saw this temple while in Babylon, while in Babylon. He was in prison in Babylon, and, and, and this is what I want you, to, you all to get today. Is that just because you're losing employment or because you may feel sick in your body, don't allow the imprisonment to hinder your vision. Don't allow your present circumstance to stop you from seeing into the supernatural because God has not stopped moving. It may look like the kingdom of darkness is rising, but God has not stopped shifting. God is still creating new things and moving and and, and shifting stuff and turning some things for you in the name of the Lord. You can't see him, but faith says trust him. Glory, hallelujah. Prior to the destruction, many false prophets, prior to Ezekiel's vision, many false prophets went through the land of Israel and prophesied great things and happy things, and God was going to bless them and never really told them the truth. Very seldom did you hear someone stand up and say, I see three dark years. Or like Zophnath-Paneah, there will be seven years of plenty, but seven years of, of famine. Nobody wants to hear that. Everybody wants to know, when are they coming out? Uh, it's my season. Oh, it's my time. The Lord just really settled me down and say, don't preach like the rest of the pontiffs, things that tickles people's ears. You need to let them know that I'm coming through the land. I will be exalted in America and around the world. And usually when God is exalted, he'll disrupt the the status quo. When God wants to be seen, sometimes death will occur. When God wants to be seen, you'll see plagues. You'll see unnatural phenomenons like hurricanes, fires. Glory to God. Oil spills. Glory to God. Unusual weather patterns. Hail when there shouldn't be any hail. And I'm not th- talking about H-E-L-L. I'm talking about uh, H-A-I-L. <laughs> I think that's how you spell it. <laughs> Sometimes hail, the scriptures talks about hail storms. Hail so big that it crushes folks. Well, there are unusual things that have been going on in our world before corona, but I don't know if we're paying attention. Unusual patterns that are taking place. And prophets that always prophesy peace and safety are not from God. People that prophesy money is coming all the time is not from God. He didn't do it for his nation of Israel, and he's not going to do it for America. And prosperity or high stock markets... Aren't the sign of our prosperity. Where are the priests. And where are the prophets. Where are the holy ones. The ones that are washing their hands. And where are the ones that's washing their mouths. Where are the ones. Who in the secret quiet place. Say God make me whole again. Glory hallelujah. Those are the ones. That God is looking for today. In Ezekiel 37, God spoke to Ezekiel and carried him out into a valley of dry bones. Who wants to preach that? Sounds like good preaching right now, but who wants to preach that? And he carried me out in the spirit and set me in the midst of a valley of dry bones. Then he told me to prophesy to the valley. Glory to God. We just want the fact to preach the fact that the bones came together, but what caused the devastation? What caused the devastation to where Ezekiel would have to be carried out in the mist and see it so dry, so very dry? Well, the nation had walked away from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I just want to encourage you on Palm Sunday and on our 25th year to come back to Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. Then in chapter 38 and 39 of Ezekiel, he predicts a battle of Gog and Magog in which Israel's enemies would be defeated. In chapter 40 through 48, he begins to prophesy, starting with the temple, that your trouble would not last always. Glory to God. Things shift in chapter 40. Glory to God. You got dry bones in 37, but in 40, he carried me out. Glory to God. And he took me there. He took me to a place, glory to God, and showed me a new temple on the side of a mountain, glory to God. And it looked like a brand new city. And I'm here to tell you in the midst of this coronavirus that God has taken me there. And he told me to let you know trouble won't last always. Glory, hallelujah. There's going to be a shift and a turn with this situation, glory to God. And you're going to see a new city emerge. A new America, an America where we're crying. Ah, hallelujah, glory to God. Glory to God. Where we're walking in the fire, but we're not burned. The fire is sanctifying us. Glory to God. We will be able to decree a thing and it will be established. And we'll be able to handle the influx of all of these children that's going to come into the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. The glory of the Lord returns in chapter 43. In the earlier chapters, Ezekiel is the one that saw the glory of the Lord depart. Ichabod. But in 43, the glory returns. Glory to God. And I'm here to tell you that the glory of the latter house will be greater than the glory of the former house. Glory to God. Whatever you saw the church doing before can't compare to what God is about to do after this season is over. The church will become triumphant. Can the church say amen? Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The glory of the Lord returns in chapter 43. Sacrifices return. We don't have animal sacrifices today, but don't ever think you're going to escape sacrificial offerings and blessing the Lord. As God restores the house, we must restore the offering. And it is a sacrifice. But let God be God and every man a liar. The hearts of the people will will change. This is in the 36th chapter. The hearts of the people will be changed. Even Gentiles will come into the house. And this is why God is shaking the nation because he's trying to get the church ready for all of these souls that used to club last month. But this month they're going to be dancing in the kingdom. And their dance may not be like our dance. This is the church dance. Go anywhere in the church, Pentecostal church, see the church dance. They may move like this. And you got to get ready for it. All of you religious folk. They ain't going to dance like you slapping, slapping and slapping and shaking. They may dance like they used to dance. But I don't care how they dance. Let them dance. In the house of the Lord. And when they come to the house, don't you stand at the door looking at them weird. Because they got tattoos and they got this and that. You got to remember you were in bondage. You were in bondage, but God set you free. Now I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. And let it be so in the name of Jesus. As he's giving me authority, I rebuke the religious spirit. Now! So it won't mess up the door when they come in. There is no religious spirit that truth revealed. Glory to God. If it is, I stomp it out. And leaders in this ministry stomp it out. We will always be priests, but for, don't forget it now. We're living in the 21st century. There are people who don't know the God that you know. They need to see him modeled in love, not in regulations. Glory to God. And Ezekiel also saw In chapter 34, that the land of Israel be ruled by a Davidic prince, someone like an under David. Now, David had long died before Ezekiel came along, but he said there will be a ruler like an under David. He was prophesying of Jesus. And I decree and declare that Jesus reigns. In our 25th year, he reigns. He's going to continue to reign in your life. I want you to think about where he's not reigning in your life. Boy, he's not raining. Like anybody, I wanted to have a big church on Palm Sunday. I want people standing all out the doors. I want to greet everybody. But even now, all of the things I wanted to do, God has allowed them not to happen. It doesn't mean that the ministry is diminished. It just means he's doing a new thing. And you are part of the new thing. You're tuning in to this broadcast when you wouldn't tune in before. I want to know where you're from because I want to pray for you. I need you to call out and write down in Facebook Live a city that you're from because I want to know and I want to call it out in the name of the Lord and I want to call out your family in the name of Jesus. I'm going to pray in a moment and we're going to believe God to cover you during this time as we worship and praise. Very unusual, unusually, unusually anointed uh, praise service today. Uh, it was anointed. I was sitting there uh, gathering my thoughts and I just started crying. It was powerful. And uh, it's like somebody put juice in the praise. (laughs) Like someone inserted some juice. And all of us just seemed to be in the moment. And I know uh, that God touched hearts. He touched my heart. Amen. And God shifted us so he can get you. Uh, their churches uh, our church uh, we're forced to use unconventional methods of communication I'm, I'm, I'm a, a breathe the same air type pastor in other words I like to be in the same room and I like for you to see me when we talk when we do our staff meetings when we do our leadership training and all of that is shifted we have to do teleconference now zoom Got to do things like that using the internet and technology to get the word across and it's causing us to communicate with more efficiency and effectiveness. I think God wanted us to do this because he was after you. He was after you. Some of you may not have come to ministry today if it wasn't for this, but he's after you. That means he loves you. And he's always uh, taken my life and shifted it for others. For some reason, even as a little boy, I would feel happy when other people were playing. I had asthma real bad as a little boy and God healed me of that asthma. But my oldest brother could run and tumble and I would just stand there and watch him play. And somehow or another take joy in it, vicariously. He's always put me in a place where I had to gain joy by seeing others happy. And I'm happy for you that the Lord has found favor in you to connect you with the voice. There's a multitude assigned to voices and my voice has been assigned to your ear at this moment to speak this word to you. A brighter day is coming. Ezekiel saw it and I saw it. I see a temple on the slopes of the kingdom, and you're in it. My friends, I bless you in the name of the Lord. If you're unsaved, I would like to invite you to the cross for you to come into contact with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. His earthly name is Jesus Christ. He has sent his spirit into the earth, glory to God, to live inside of us and to guide us. And he will live inside of you to teach you all things to teach you how to serve God, to teach you how to pray, to teach you how to walk, as you connect with the house of the Lord. So pray this prayer with me. Father, thank you for Jesus Christ. I may not know much about him, but I thank you for loving me through him. I receive that love. I accept that love. Forgive me of all of my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness, Father. I accept Jesus in my heart as payment for all of my sins and I receive eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Fill me with your spirit from the bottom to the top and I will live for you. I will serve you forever and a day. My friends, if you prayed that prayer with me, you're part of a new family and you need to rejoice. I love you and I appreciate you. It has been a real joy to share the Word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation 1. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the word of truth revealed.